Welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm J.D. Wilson, and I'm your host. And today on the show, we talk with Brandy and Todd Bowman, who are Cultivate Connection facilitators, about how to balance nurture and structure. Uh, if you are new as a parent, or if you are a seasoned parent, you know this is paramount to uh, being able to parent well, is learning to balance nurture and structure. Uh, some of us gravitate one uh, toward one over the other, and um, we'll, we'll get into that and all the details you would ever want to know about balancing nurture and structure in today's episode. Becca McKay also joins us, um, and she talks about, uh, from a Cultivate Connection standpoint, from our parenting curriculum standpoint, how does this break down into tangible, practical steps for us to remember every single day? As we do that, I would say uh, this is also a plug to say our cultivate our next round of cultivate connection facilitator training is now open. So if you are wanting to uh, jump into that training, registration is now open for that. You can go ahead um, and apply to jump in. Um, if you are um, somebody who is leading in your community, uh, attempting to kind of build community in, with with families in a way um, that is attachment based, is connection centered, um, this would be something for you to consider. So you can head to our website or the link in the show notes for all the details on that. Um, and then last, I would say, uh, if you are beginning this parenting journey, if you've been on it for a while, if you're listening to this episode today and you're like, man, I need to be able to remember this. Head to our website. You can grab our brand new uh, Cultivate Connection um, Connecting Practices Handbook. And so it is on the website. It's a condensed version. I'll, I'll consider it a, a kind of a pocket guide to our connecting practices. So if you're stuck in a moment or you need a refresher on something or, or you're trying to uh, help intro somebody into this way of parenting, it's a beautiful resource um, with lots of diagrams and pictures ex explaining everything when it comes to our uh, non-connecting practices. And so great resource. You won't want to miss that. You can find that on our website, or you can also find it in the show notes or the link to it in the show notes below. Without any further ado, though, now here they are, Becca McKay and Brady and Todd Bowman talking about how to balance nurture and structure. Well, okay, as we talked about in the introduction, we've got Brandy and Todd Bowman with us, as well as Becca McKay. And so, um, guys, first, I mean, obviously, thank you for being here. But uh, why don't we... Before we jump into any of the conversation today about balancing your structure, why don't you guys just kind of tell us a little about yourselves, your family, and then kind of how you got connected to ETC. Sure, that sounds great. So um, Todd and I have been married for 23 years. Um, we have five kiddos and um, a mix of biological and adopted Um ranging in age from six to 19. So, you know, this past school year, we had all the things. We had one kiddo at home with us, one kid in elementary school, a middle schooler, a high schooler, and college student. Oh um, <laughs> yeah, so it keeps us on our toes um, for sure. And then um, I have two part-time jobs. I work part-time for our church leading our family advocacy ministry, which is adoption, foster care, family preservation ministry. And then I also work for a nonprofit helping other churches to start those ministries. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And so with that, we were fortunate enough to um, be part of the Cultivate Connection facilitator training. Um, I eagerly awaited for it to come and 
was so excited to be part of it. So that was really great. And then Todd, awesome. yeah. Yeah. And then we've actually put on a class too. So oh, that's we have, relevant. We yeah. facilitated a class. We facilitated yes. a class. Yeah. Awesome. So that was really cool. And a growing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm an engineer. I'm kind of like the pocket protector square kind of guy. Um, <laughs> I love structure <laughs> uh, awesome. in this conversation. Um, I uh, do continuous improvement and uh, business process improvement for a small bread company called Aunt Millie's here in the Midwest. Okay. That's awesome. Um, and then how did you guys even hear about ETC in the beginning? Like how did y'all get connected to Empower to Connect? So the initial way was um, about five years ago at my church, I hosted the Empower to Connect conference, which is now Hope for the Journey. Yeah. And um, we had um, just adopted for the first time at that point. It had been about a year. And, you know, we, as part of our education material, we read The Connected Child. Um, but reading that before you um, experience, um, you know, you live this out, it, it's, I am a teacher by trade. So it was like, yes, this makes sense. That's great. I can, you know, I'm all about setting kids up for success. Um, and, but then as a parent, who has then heard about this, thought this is a great concept. I can do that. I'm already doing that in some ways. Um, We can do this together. And then now I would say continuously, um, I randomly realize places that we're really not doing it well or (laughs) better. Opportunities. (laughs) Yes, opportunities for growth. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Which we all have, by the way. <laughs> like, any of us who are listening to this, we're like, oh, yeah, don't ask me about, you know, X, Y, or Z thing right now. We're still learning. Um, there are, I mean, anytime that, anytime we're at Target or like, you know, like a, a large public place, I'm always just like, I just let this meltdown get over with quickly. Let's just not have anyone walk up to us right now giving free advice. Like, I got to keep it together. Um, so, yeah, we, we all have our moments where that, <laughs> where that comes forward. Um, I, you know, guys, I think when we talk about balancing your structure, Becca said this before we started recording, but, um, and I'll give her a chance to kind of introduce this thought because it is a soapbox thing for her. One of the big criticisms of this type of parenting is, oh, you just let the kids do whatever they want and that you give them a voice and you give them power and you give them all this. And um, obviously that is not the the heart of this style of parenting at all, but it does become a, a quick criticism um, because a lot of times you go from a hyper-structured way of parenting um, into a more nurtured or more, or more nurturing parenting. So Becca, why don't you talk about this idea um, and why this is so important to, to how we parent? Yeah. So balancing nurture and structure. I mean, it's like once you kind of grasp the idea of it, you'll start to see it everywhere. Like in every interaction, you'll be like, oh, I could have used a little more nurture there or, oh, I was, I could use a little more structure there. And so it's really this idea that we want to give kids the right amount of support and boundaries. Um, different, there's lots of words out there to describe what nurture is and what structure is. But when we think about it, it's like nurture is going to help our kids trust us. And so that's whenever we get to say yes to them. And it's whenever we get to take care of them emotionally emotionally, physically, all those kind of things. And then structure is those like kind of no's. It's the limits, it's the boundaries, it's the demands. You know, uh, one thing that we say in our courses, it's the demands of the environment. So like 
much as we, you know, may or may not like it, we've got to go to school at certain ages or <laughs> much as I may or may not like it, I got to go to work, you know, and, and, and do my job. And so it's like that structure sometimes is things that parents impose or adults impose. And sometimes it's just what the world imposes on us. Um, and then our last core component is to use routines and rituals. And so we use routines and rituals because kids need predictability. They need to know what's coming next. They need to be prepared in advance for things. And so balancing nurture and structure, I think we're probably going to say this all summer. We're going to say, this is my favorite connecting practice. But to me, it's the one that pops to mind most often because it's these big categories and something that is uh, some of our trainers, Nick and Jesse, one of their big soapboxes is we're not lowering structure or lowering nurture. We're looking for every opportunity to raise the level to meet the other. So if I'm in a situation where it's like really structured, how am I increasing my nurture to meet that structure? And if I'm in a situation where I'm giving lots of support, how do I make sure that I'm giving high enough structure to meet that moment? Um, I love, you know, just hearing you guys even introduce yourselves Brandy and Todd, y'all have kids all across the age spectrum. Like you've got kids all different ages. And so I came to ETC the same way you did at one of the old Empowered to Connect conferences. And you do, like you hear this stuff once and you're like, oh, I got it. And then day to day, different ages, different stages, different kids, different situations, just bring out a new opportunity to try it in a different way. So I would love to hear kind of off the bat, what's just your favorite thing about this connecting practice? Um, I, I really love how it can, um, grow your bond with your kids. I mean, I feel so much closer. Um, and, um, I, I would have to say too, just the, um, how much more enjoyable your interaction can be, uh, you know, really for everyone. And, um, it just, it, it turns what can sometimes be, um, chaos into, you know, just enjoyable and a blessing, you know? So, yeah, um, that's kind of what I like. I, you know, I hate being told no. I really don't like it. <laughs> um, one thing that I have learned in this that has helped my parenting is just thinking about how I physically respond when I am in an environment where I'm being told no repeatedly or, um, and, you know, I feel tense in my body. I feel discouraged. Um, as an adult, I've realized that I really wasn't great at handling disappointment. Mm -hmm. um, it was a tough thing for me. And um, just thinking about, so then, you know, I went into parenting thinking, you, you know, these kids need structure, high structure. We're two oldest children. So, you know, early in our parenting journey, it was lots of structure. <laughs> like there are times to have fun. It's, but it needs to be contained. It can't be too loud. It can't yeah. see. Um, we, we can't draw attention to ourselves. It um, just explains so much to oldest children. I, I see you. That's <laughs> my big brother married an oldest child that got to be in control of the situation. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so um, just, I often repeat to myself, Karen's words in a video, Karen Purvis of, can I give a joyful yes in this moment? Yeah. Because I have given so many begrudgingly, you know, yeses um, or um, slow yeses. Mm -hmm. And just to the thought of, can it be joyful? Yeah. Um, 
And it makes such a difference on what kind of mom I am. Yeah. I hear you say that. And I immediately run through, like, I, I'm a terrible, uh, slow yeser. Like a, I can be worn down very easily. Like it'll be like, no, we're not doing that. I'll have the automatic no. And this is when, you know, if we're like an hour six in road trip, or if it's like we've got a really busy week and we're trying to like, just make it through, it's really easy to be like, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do this. We're just, we're just trying to make it through, you know? And I'll then later be like, all right, you know, fine, fine. That's fine. And you're right. I think about Garen's words sometimes. And I think like that, that ability to like, just say yes with a joyful, like with a joyful heart and to be able to watch how that affects your kids too. And like how, how it allows you to be in there. Like it's a, it's a huge thing as opposed to the like begrudging slowed down, like wear me down. Yes. Which really is not teaching the, the goal that we're trying to teach here. Right. Like it's not, it's teaching them like, Hey, if they say no, just keep working on them and you'll grind them down. And eventually they'll say yes. out of tiredness. Like, and so um, I love that point. Um, you know, when you guys think about this, this summer and obviously like, uh, I feel like people's summer experiences are all over the map when it comes to parenting and especially you guys, like at the range of experiences you guys have, do you think of some ways that you're planning to, to planning or needing to use that, um, that balance this summer specifically? Yes. Um, so our circumstances have kind of changed also this summer, which, you know, I used to stay at home. And um, so I, it was like summer, the last day of school, I decorated the house, I picked the kids up and played schools out for summer by Alice Cooper. Like, you know, it was all the structure is going out the window today. (laughs) (laughs) I've had as much as I can take, you've had it, we're, um, you know, it's just going to leave for two months. Um, which is not necessarily great for some kids. <laughs> um, that That's really um, scary <laughs> for some kiddos, one of which lives in our home. And really, you know, we have two kids who really rely on that structure to feel safe. Um, and not both of them are adopted. Um, one is a biological child. Um, and so that, you know, I can see now that wasn't necessarily the best plan. Um, so <laughs> we've tried to, I try to think of, um, our zero turn lawnmower too, when I'm thinking of this and keeping those things balanced, like I, it's really tricky. I, if I try to mow the yard, I spin in circles, <laughs> um, <laughs> even, you know, just being slightly off in that. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so it can really throw our house into a tailspin. Yeah. Um, but we can do things to prepare like this summer. Um, since I am working full time, we're taking our usual family vacation and extending it to two weeks instead of one. Um, but you better believe we're talking about that a lot. And (laughs) it was a decision we made a month before. So it hasn't been long planned out. And so, you know, it's a little spur of the moment, but, um, we can still balance the things on vacation and have fun and, and know that we're going to relax together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, for me, the, this summer, I guess, um, you know, since our routine has changed up quite a bit, I'm having a lot more interaction <laughs> with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, you know, it's, it's, um, I think I struggle, um, you know, with the routine, you know, the third element there, Becca, that you mentioned and, um, just being consistent. It's, I love the idea of, of what to do. And it's not a matter of, do I, do I understand or not understand the principles I, I do, but when you put them into practice and when you're trying to juggle, I'm so used to just giving hyper focus to one thing at a time and really digging into it and really dissecting it. And that's just kind of my personality and my, you know, and, and my job really. And so to, to kind of try to juggle 10 things, you know, all in a day's time, it, it sometimes feels a little bit overwhelming, but the, there's a lot of opportunities for me. And uh, Brandy has uh, really helped us out with, um, you know, creating some, some lists for each of us. You know, these are the items that you have to think about each day, you know, things like hair for kids and, you know, a, a great big calendar that has everybody's sports things. And so all yeah. these kids are with us, you know, while we're trying to do life and, and work and all of that together and being consistent in that um, can be challenging. So that's, that's my opportunity zone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I we love this here. Oh, sorry. We all have schedules, but then we also touch base, you know, for short bursts. And then uh, we know that we have a goal to stop at a certain time so we can have fun together. I love that idea because you're not saying like the activities are the, are not the point. Like, like you're saying, like it's different during the school year, it's different during the summer, but what you're, what you guys are putting in place is just really good communication about it. And that is the structure. Like you're putting in place checkpoints and touch points, and we're putting it on a schedule so that we don't forget so-and-so's game or whatever. And so I just love that because I think people sometimes get scared because they're like, I don't, I want summer to be fun. Are you saying we can't be spontaneous? And it's like, well, you can be spontaneous. You can look at the calendar and go, Hey guys, look, we're all free Friday. Let's get ice cream. But like the structure is you're able to see that on the calendar and you're able to touch base about it. And so I think people sometimes get scared that structure is going to suck all the fun out of everything. And I just love how y'all are talking about your summer. Cause it's like, it doesn't have to, it's a both. And, and that's the point of balancing yeah. the structure. Yeah. And that's kind of, um, it, it becomes more of a, it's not a conversation about, no, we can't, Yeah, but it, uh, well, let's see, how can we, let's all, you know, come together and figure out how we can make this happen. And so then we're actually working together to, to all achieve the yes. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, when sometimes you've got kids who really, really need the schedule and you've got kids that are really going to die on the vine with the schedule. And so, uh, that's definitely me. So it, I think you know, for us in particular, we've got some kids who would love Hey, let's go grab ice cream real quick. Like, let's just, let's just go get out and, and go do it. And so when we know that, like we can kind of like discreetly do that away from the others and like, and have a planned, you know, kind of try to have planned one-on-ones with the others. But when there's one who loves spontaneity to be able to go do that with them, when there's one who loves a plan to like knock it out and, and plan it out and have it on the calendar so that there can be that anticipation that builds that way and not, you know, the sudden anxiety like the other. And so um, yeah, I love that. And th- I think when we know ourselves and know our kids, it gives us so many more combinations of possibilities for what, for how to engage that way. Right. Like, um, I think you guys are hitting on so many, like, oh, I just love, I love hearing y'all share about your lives because I feel like it's, you said it, Todd, you can know the concept and you can get it. You can get the concept, but it's not the same as like figuring it out in your living room. Like, it's just not, it's not the same as like, 
okay, we're going to try this and we're going to see if this works for our family. And we know our goal. Our goal is connection. And our goal is we got to do what we got to do and let's have fun while we do it. And let's be connected to one another. So I just love hearing y'all kind of process through what that looks like for you. I wonder, um, you guys taught your first class and, um, just as you came in as new facilitators in training, what are some like common mistakes or misconceptions of this connecting practice that y'all have run into? You know, I think that balance sounds so easy, but balancing anything in your life is so tough in application. Um, So I think I would say that we have in ourselves had this awareness of thinking that we're better at the balance than we actually are and learning how to improve, but then also seeing that awareness in others. Um, That, so that balance piece, and then also, you know, how I talked about earlier, the saying yes. Parents, we are conditioned and trained to just say, no, 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 no. Um, It feels safe. Yeah, it feels safe. It Mm -hmm. feels like you're in control. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're giving the things, your child, the things that they need, Um, you know, it's common to think they need structure, they need structure. Um, but it's okay to say yes. And it's okay to say yes later. Um, and that's such a big shift mentally though. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's like that negotiation of like, what are the limits? Like, what can't we do because we don't have time what can't we do because it's too expensive or like, what can't we do right now, but we could do it later. Like it's, you know, it's like a lot of things to juggle. And as adults, we're just used to like doing that kind of in our brains. We're not used to like talking it out. And so kids can just feel like you're saying, like, you're just saying no all the time versus like making ourselves kind of slow down and be like, could we do that? Or could we do it later? Or could we do it? I like how you said, Todd, like in a little different way or like, how could we do it? So Mm -hmm. it's a different conversation and it really does change the tone of like how that goes with your kids in your house. Right. Right. I just, I just wanted to bring up one other thing on this, like with misconceptions and and missteps and just challenges, you know, from, uh, from the the dad's point of view, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are parts of this where I think, you know, you, you, you find yourself in spots where you think that this game is unwinnable. And I think that a lot of dads can really get discouraged and just want to quit. You know what I mean? And I felt like that a lot. I get so discouraged in that and I got to try to find the energy and, you know, the, the, um, um, the patience a lot of times, you know, to just find that again, you know? Um, And so I, I know that there are a lot of dads that are out there that, you know, they're, they're not moms. I mean, let's, let's acknowledge that first. We're very different and um, it's a different set of challenges, but also I think that, um, you know, Brandy has, has been good at encouraging me to think about all of the ways that nurturing, what nurturing can look like that doesn't necessarily have to be emotional. I mean, I mean, I have kids and I'm strong enough. I can hold them on one arm and play games and we can have fun with that. You know what I mean? Or we, or I can build things or we can do crafts. I mean, there's so many things that ways that you can connect and nurture and meet the specific needs of certain kids. 
um, you know, and, and nuanced situations that, um, that, qual- that, that, that achieve the goal of connection and nurture. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, in your own unique and, 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 and blessed way, you know? Um, and so my hope is, is that there are, there are guys out there that are listening to this, that are dads, obviously Brandy is, is, you know, uh, a very good and very, um, um, practiced, um, at this and is way more natural at it than I am. I just want dads to be encouraged, um, by if, if, if this, you know, square Todd sponge pants can go ahead and, <laughs> um, really build some, some beautiful connections. Um, anyone can, yeah. anyone yeah. can. Yeah. So That's stick with it. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that sticking with it is what builds the connections, right? Like just getting back up off the mat over and over again, when you made a mistake and trying to repair and trying, just trying again, like over and over again, like that, our kids are not dumb and they perceive everything. And so that, that perceived effort over and over and over again does not, um, does not return void. And I think, especially when you think of, you know, traditional dad roles, which is, Typically the mom, you know, in a, I'm, I'm using big air quotes in case you're not like watching this on YouTube, like the traditional kind of stereotypical roles is like mom's nurture, dad's structure. And like, just wait till your dad gets home, like that kind of stuff. And uh, the, the idea that that's how it's supposed to be is just false. And so we've got to get away from that in our own minds. And some of us grew up that way. Some of us grew up believing that's how if that's a right and wrong thing, like I'm, I'm wrong if I show any nurture because I'm the dad, I've got to be high structure. And uh, in truth, you need both from both parents, right? Like you need both from both parents. And then from both parents as a unified front, there needs to be both happening so that our kids are seeing that it's normative for human beings to both be able to support and to love and to nurture and also to be able to hold a line um, and stand up straight and have discipline and all of that. So I love what you said, Todd. Um it's so easy to lose your balance too, because you can either go with what's more comfortable for you, or you can go so far, like, like someone like you, Todd, who's more structured. I've seen a lot of people just go way too far on the nurture and lose the structure. And so it's like, um, this kind of parenting approach or this kind of way of being with kids gets a really bad rap a lot of times because people are like, oh, you're the people that just say yes to everything. Like we don't say yes to kids being violent or aggressive or like breaking things. Like we say no to those things in this way of parenting. And so I think a big JD mentioned my soapbox and I won't go off on it, but my big soapbox is when we say balance, nurture and structure. And when we say find ways to say yes and find the how we don't mean say yes to bad behavior. We just don't. That's not what we mean. That's not what we believe. We have lots, nine. We have nine connecting practices that tell us how to come around a kid and help keep them safe and help them to grow, not just one connecting practice. Um, but I think a lot of times people just kind of lose their balance. Like you said, Brandy, it's hard to find. Like it's so hard to find your balance. And it's not like a one-time thing. It's like a every day, several times a day, minute by minute thing. Like it's just finding your way forward. 
knowing your strengths, knowing what you're pretty good at and building on that. Like, I love how you're talking about finding ways to connect with them and have fun with them, Todd. Like, yes, that's what it is. It's finding. And JD, you know, you've talked about it on so many podcasts. Like for you, you're so naturally nurturing that for you, it is like finding that structure and finding those limits and boundaries. And so we all have kind of our leaning. I lean towards being more nurturing and like permissive even like to a fault. And so when I worked in a school, that wasn't going to work. Like I had to learn my structure. Like I had to learn the limits because I did go way too far. And so I I just think people listening, like I hope that they hear it it takes time. And like y'all are saying, it takes time over and over and over again. And just some thoughtfulness, like a little bit of thoughtfulness goes so far on this journey. And just effort. Like when we recognize where we're weak, we recognize what's more difficult for us. It just requires us to not um, allow those things to define our our parenting. It, it is harder for me to, like, I'm not naturally the structure person. Um, Todd, you talk about being an engineer, like my dad's an engineer. So like he was the structure. And so all my childhood was uh, not rebelling against that because I was an oldest child also, but it was like following the rules in the most fun way possible. <laughs> yeah. So, what I find myself doing now though is remembering and having to remind myself, and this is kind of an abstract, like almost hippie thing to say, but like the, uh, for me, a lot of times it is nurturing for me to add structure to our kids. Like it is me giving them the deepest level of love I can to hold a boundary and not let you eat an entire bag of candy in one day, like, or not let you, uh, you know, have like we, uh, we would go to Grizzlies games sometimes, Memphis Grizzlies games, uh, and we'd be there and they're like, can I get Mountain Dew? And I'm like, that's the, no, you can't get Mountain Dew at 8.30 at night. Absolutely not, right? <laughs> so like holding some of those limits is like out of love for them and, and knowing that I can, um, in holding those lines, like provide the best kind of framework for them to learn and grow in. And so, um, yeah, it is, it's just knowing yourself and, and just trying really hard and, and trying over and over again. Um, last can one more, hang on. Can oh, I ask one more question for Todd? You said sometimes you have to just find the energy. Like how have you done that? How you said sometimes you get tired, you just have to find the energy. Like I just wonder, how do you do it? I mean, for me, this is this is the truth, but it's the Holy Spirit. I mean, I feel like if I'm low, yeah, uh, it's kind of like the indicator mm-hmm. that I need um, a little bit more uh, Holy Spirit in me. <laughs> that's the that's the most simple version I can I can give you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What about for you, Brandy? When you're feeling like ugh. I don't want to keep, I don't want to keep trying or I don't want to keep doing this. How do you find, find a way forward? Um, so I have an app that called the pause app. It's John Eldridge. Um, I really love it. If I'm feeling tired, tense, you know, just dysregulated at all, mm-hmm. I find a quiet place. I turn on the app. And my kids have seen me do it enough that if they walk in, it's typically my bedroom. If they open the door to walk into my room and they hear it, I just hear them kind of back out and close. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, mom needs to get herself together. <laughs> um, we'll come back when she's done. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, as we kind of close out a fun, a fun question, how have you guys seen balance, nurture and structure in like a movie, TV show or a book? <laughs> so we love Louie. Uh-huh. I know we have, you know, we talked about a lot in our class. 
Um, we love Bluey. We watch it with all of our kids. Even our older kids don't hate it. And there are things that they think are really funny. Um, but one thing that I specifically love is I love Chili and the way that she talks to the kids. Mm-hmm. I think she does a great job in the tone of her voice and her language in balancing um, that nurturing structure. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just like in the same way, you know, the, the dad, the things that he's doing, I mean, I don't, I don't let them paint my face in my front yard or anything while the neighbors walk by, but <laughs> maybe I should, I don't know. But you do let our kids do your makeup. Yeah. So I wasn't going to mention that public like this but no i'm just kidding um so yeah they uh they have like uh some makeup and i they uh they do our makeup so yeah that is yeah i think that i can relate with the dad you know that's how he's 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 nurturing through you know play and kind of being silly and stuff too Blue is one of those things that we would hear so much about and our kids just had not latched onto it. And so I would kind of roll my eyes just because anytime that something gets talked about so much and was like, okay, it can't be that great. And then our youngest started watching it and I just could not believe how great it was. Like I, I love it. And even our um, 12 year old who she's now started babysitting stuff. She's always like, Oh, I always start to like steer the kids toward blue because it's my favorite. And so like she told a story about how they were, they got done with something early. There's a tornado drill at school. So they had like this like 30 minute period of time. And one of the teachers is like, what should we watch? And the kids, middle school kids who, who are sometimes the worst humans on earth, they were all like, oh, we should watch Bluey. And they sat there and watched Bluey together <laughs> in school. But I, I love it. And I love the, the real examples of like, you can see their exhaustion. Sometimes you can see their uh, frustration at, you know, or like exasperation of like, Oh, what is, what is happening right now? Um, And also you just see this, like they do such a great job of portraying uh, nurturing structure within the show and, um, and not, not being corny about it either. Like it's all pretty real samples. I just love it. It's great. I think if you um, if you lean more towards structure, uh, I'll say Empowered to Connect classes have had this idea of a yes day for a long time before the Jennifer Gardner movie. But the movie did come out and, and it takes a little extreme, more extreme than I would go. But if you're somebody who feels like you're more of a no person, watching a movie like that can kind of like spark a little bit of like, okay, I I could be a little more creative. I could be a little more willing to say yes. I got to mention yesterday um, is a good movie that kind of shows the nurture aspect. And it shows a little bit, I think of them trying to find their balance too, because they go, they go real far on the yeses in that that movie. So the kids, you know, the kids kind of come back to the point toward the end of the movie of like, of realizing like, all right, this has got it. Yeah. Well, and funny enough, we mentioned that to our group that we took through the Cultivate Connection. Mm-hmm. And um, there were some parents who said, okay, we like Bluey. Yes, we can get behind that. We watched yesterday. They take it entirely too far. They do. <laughs> we just can't get on board with that. <laughs> they do. It's like a whatnot. This is like a, if you're taking a Cultivate Connection course, you're going to have a yes day assignment. We do not mean yes day, the movie trademark, or whatever, the little TM. <laughs> that is not what we mean, but it is kind of a funny, to me, it's a little bit of like a cautionary tale, right? <laughs> like, this is what it could look like. 
Oh man. Um, guys, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for just coming and joining us and, um, and sharing your insight and your wisdom and, um, any, any last thoughts or, or like advice for, how about this? Any, any last thoughts or advice for people who are just now starting in their parenting journey in this way? Maybe they've parented a different way before and they're just now trying to start connecting through the attachment connection lens. Um, I would say it's a journey. You never arrive. You're always going to be um, fine-tuning everything that you're doing. And it's so beautiful. Um, And it's not only helped me to be a better parent, it's helped me to be a better wife, a better friend, a better human, um, and to know myself better. Yeah, no, well put. That's exactly what I said too. So yeah. Awesome. Totally. Awesome. It, it, it helps definitely to make when you're on, when you're, when you're both on the same page about how to parent, you know, so many people just focus on how great, um, you know, the fruits are when it comes to connecting with your children. But I mean, you can't dismiss um, how uh, unifying it is to a marriage as well. So mm-hmm. I can't, hopefully it doesn't get lost in the mix. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Guys, thank, thank you guys so much. much. I know we just said it at the same time. I'm just, it's so good to see you. It's so fun to hear you guys talk about this stuff. Um, and we're just so glad that you made the time to come talk with us today. Right. Well, and right back at you, we, um, we really appreciate all of the, the work that you're doing um, you know, not only how it's uh, blessed us and our family, but um, so many others. So thank you as well. Thanks, guys. Well, great stuff from Brandy and Todd and from Becca, of course. And uh, just hope this is a practical way um, for you to be able to uh, remember that that balance. And uh, whichever side you gravitate toward, um, hopefully this this gave you some uh, really tangible ways that you can um, provide more of a balance as you go. And so um, a big thanks to Brandy and Todd for joining us and, and just... Um, uh, to Becca as well. Great stuff from all of them. So uh, that's all we got for today. If you need your Connecting Practices Handbook, you can find it on the website or um, in our show notes. If you need to um, refresh yourself on any of our video content, there are hours upon hours upon hours of ETC video content at youtube.com slash empowered to connect, which you can also find the link to in the show notes, as you guessed it. Um, and remember, if you have not um, subscribe to the podcast, please do. If you have not rated or reviewed it, please do. Uh, it just helps us to be able to get our podcast um, in front of people who are looking for this kind of content. So um, Apple, Spotify, all those, great, all those groups uh, really love when a podcast is reviewed and rated highly. It means that there's lots of engagement there. So they know they can trust it to send it to other um, people looking for this kind of content. So please do that if you haven't already. With all that said, uh, for Kyle Wright, who edits and engineers all of our audio, for Tad Jewett, the creator of the music behind the Empowered to Connect podcast, I'm J.D. Wilson, and we will see you next week on the Empowered to Connect podcast.